Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind-the-scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Maker Mom podcast. This week's guest is Kara with Never Skip Brunch. Had a super fun time chatting with Kara. She is a fellow podcaster. She also uh, does blogs and other content as well. But we do do a little bit of talking about the biz of podcasting. Uh, But before we get into her interview too much and all the fun that we had there, I want to give a big shout out and thank you as always to the patrons over on Patreon. Uh, So thank you, Amy of Bison Valley Carving, Brandy, Studio Obey, Kathy, One Girl and Her Tools, Dan and Kelly of Reclaimed Living Store, Ellen of Little Bear Furniture, Ethan, Ethan Carter Design, and Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou. Thank you all so very, very much. Um, You know how much I love and appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, if you would like to join the tribe and join the crazy crew we have over there on Patreon, you can check it out, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash makermompodcast. All right, with no further ado, here is Kara with Never Skip Brunch. Well, um, we can just go ahead and kind of jump in and get started. So yeah. um, I'd like to just start with letting you guys introduce yourself. Yeah. Do you want me to go now? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Kara Newhart. I'm a full-time DIYer and content creator. Um, but that it wasn't always that way. So I actually went to school for business and worked in oil and gas finance before this, and then was unexpectedly expecting and saw that as the perfect opportunity to like drop out of corporate. Um, so I spent like a year at home with my daughter and then kind of found like my creativity through fashion blogging initially, which is hilarious to look back on. Cause I had no idea what I was doing, like just trying to share and help people like be comfortable in their bodies and like explore their style. But I was not (laughs) cut out for that at all. I needed to be making something with my hands. So slowly but surely I started adding like um, more lifestyle content, I guess, to my blog. And then I did like one post on like home stuff and then a DIY. And then like it became only home design and DIY stuff. And it's like the perfect fit. Um, So now I get to empower women every day to DIY big um, tackle huge projects, not be scared to do it yourself. And it's amazing. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I love that introduction. <laughs> I do have to ask, so did you, can, did you keep the DIY stuff on the original like fashion blog? Yeah. So never skip yeah. brunch is like the name <laughs> back from just the first blog. And it was so funny because I'm naming it and it's like at a time when everyone was doing something cute, like cupcakes and cashmere and so I had all these ideas and like all the URLs were taken and I'm getting grumpy and my stomach growls and I'm like I'm gonna go to brunch 
never skip brunch. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, just kept the same name. Just kept it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, before we get too much into um, DIY projects and stuff like that, let's go back a little bit to your childhood. What was your childhood like? Where'd you grow up and what kind of things were you interested in? Yeah. So born in Arizona, grew up in Oklahoma, which is a really random place because like my dad's family is all from Boston. My mom's family is mostly from Colorado. So why I ended up in Oklahoma, not fully sure. But um, my dad was like a contractor, an electrician and realtor. He kind of did all of it. So I grew up where all my friends in high school had these fun retail jobs where they had discounts and were like buying cute clothes. I was installing electrical outlets and crawling around in hot attics with my dad. Um, in retrospect, it was amazing because that's how I learned like to use a drill and like really got immersed in like the boys club that is like DIY home improvement. And like, it wasn't weird to me because I would go to like Home Depot with my dad and like I was the only girl and I was just became used to that kind of thing. Um, and then my mom is literally, I describe her to people as like if Pinterest was a person, it would be my mother. Like I'm not even kidding. She's a kindergarten teacher, um, but she also like amazing cook, just like crafty. Um, yeah, every birthday party growing up, it was like over dramatic, like cake that she made herself that was like all decked out and like all of it. So like creativity has always been a huge part of my life. And I was always like encouraged to be doing something creative, making something like any sleepover or any like evening in with my siblings, like nine times out of 10, we were like, okay, let's go to Hobby Lobby and get the supplies for the craft. Like it wasn't even a question that we were going to be making something together. So yeah, making has been part of my life since I can remember, I think. That's awesome. I feel like if you were going to describe a person as like a person who is Pinterest embodied, it <laughs> yeah. would be a kindergarten kindergarten teacher. Kindergarten like teacher, I feel right? like like I feel like that sounds exactly right. Oh no, it's so funny. And she has she has like twelve thousand followers on Pinterest and like no idea why. She just like, Oh, I just love Pinterest and I'm pinning what I love and like everyone's following her and I'm like, Mom, like this is a thing. Like it's called being a content creator. It's what I do. And she's like <laughs> Oh, I just love it. Like, okay. <laughs> just hoard all your ideas. That's, That's what right. For. <laughs> um, all right. So what was like high school like for you? You touched on yeah. a little bit. You were, you know, helping your dad out and stuff like yeah. that. Um, instead of, I would say I would have much rather preferred that job than mm-hmm. retail work any day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but were you like, did you do sports or music or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah. So my story is kind of weird because I went to like a really tiny private school. So I was literally able to do it all. And there weren't enough people to like click up and like the stereotypical click. So like I was like, played basketball, played volleyball, was like all-star athlete. And then on the other hand, I was like speech and debate state champion, like the nerdiest possible thing, like super into speech and debate. So it was like a really cool situation because I didn't really get, I don't feel like the traditional high school experience at all, but it really made me appreciate like, I don't know, just that everyone has their own potential and own thing. And like those stereotypes are just not real, you know, like once you really get to know people. So yeah, I'm thankful for it. Even though at the time I was like a little bitter that I couldn't go to like the big, cool public high school. <laughs> but my mom being a teacher, she was very particular about like education and mm-hmm. yeah, but now I'm grateful, I think. 
Yeah, my my mom was a teacher as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I was in public school all the way through, but still, like, she was always super particular. And yeah. like, I think it's it's one of those things, right? Like, if you're a woodworker, like, you know, like me, like I can't go to like a furniture store without like wanting to turn right. everything upside down and yeah. like critique <laughs> how, how, make this? Yeah. how did you make it and like critique whether I think that yeah. is like the level of quality that it should be or not absolutely right? yeah like it's just your passion and your like yeah. your language so yeah. of course you're gonna be involved yeah totally yeah exactly um so but that's awesome you didn't experience clicks I wish I could say that was the same for me but yeah. it was not <laughs> yeah <laughs> um all right so what about post high school what did you do post high school yeah so went to college and my dad kind of like steered me towards business because like I don't know, like, speech and debate, like, everyone was like, oh, you should be a lawyer, like, because you're good at arguing, apparently, so, like, kind of got steered toward business, and then, like, maybe you'll go to law school, and I ended up majoring in, like, this really specific degree that is for, like, oil and gas, so, like, you are literally called a landman, like, even if you're a girl, your title is landman, so that's a fun fact, and then you're going out and, like, helping procure mineral rights, like, you lease property from people so they can drill wells. So it's like super specific in what you're doing. Um, So yeah, all through college, I was like nerdy about that, really into like the student organization, all of that, Um, which is really, it was an amazing program that like gave back to me so much, like through scholarships and all kinds of stuff. But like once I started working corporate, it was like very clear that that's not what fully fulfilled me. Um, Because it just is a different world. And it still had like some elements of the boys club where it's like oil and gas is very male dominated. Like my title was land man and like that wasn't changing anytime soon. And so like I didn't have any really negative workplace experiences, but just like the overall culture was, yeah, very male. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I can, I think I can relate. Like um, manufacturing technology was my degree. Yeah. And so I was one of two women in the entire program. Wow, yeah. And then uh, upon graduating, I went and worked for, I won't totally throw them under the rug, but I went and worked for like a large food manufacturer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was one of four women out of 400 people like in management on site. Wow. And so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boys club is like Boys club is like maybe an understatement. Yeah, yeah a bit Love of that. understatement. <laughs> <laughs> and and what was probably the saddest part was like three of the four women who were worked there in some level of management were just out of college. So yeah. there was like one woman who had been there for you know, I like know, flying like so 20 years yeah. or whatever, totally by herself. And then yeah. like all three of us. And then like within a very short amount of time after I left there, like the other two who had just like gotten hired had left too. So I was oh, like, wow. she was back to me like, yeah. all by herself. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different kind of like fight or dedication or something. Cause I don't yeah. think I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's one of those things, right? It wasn't something I was passionate about, so it was mm-hmm. not not worth the fight. To exactly. Me, I guess, exactly. You know? <laughs> I feel that so much. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. And so, uh, like you said in your introduction, then um, 
once you found out you were expecting, you kind of took that opportunity to kind mm-hmm. of get out of at least that, you know, corporate environment. Yeah. Um, so where did, like, first of all, where'd the whole fashion blog idea come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly not my own brain because um, it wasn't a fit. So my cousin was a blogger photographer in Dallas. So right when like the Instagram fashion thing was becoming like a huge industry, um, she was like taking photos with all these bloggers and doing it like weekly. And the girls are like paying her normal rate. And I'm like, how are they affording this? Like either they're supplementing with a job and she's like, no, brands are like paying them. Okay, like I could do this, right? Like you put on an outfit and you like smile and you share your sense of style. Like I like wearing colorful things. People are always saying they like my shirt like (laughs) so that's how initially it started and like looking back even though it was the wrong fit like there was so much growth that happened like me getting used to like my post baby body of like part of processing that I guess for me was like throwing it up on the internet and like learning to feel good you know because I mean everyone has that to some extent I'm sure um some people handle it way more than others way better than others or not bounce back but like adjust faster and for me it was like a really hard process because I didn't really plan on getting pregnant and so like I was very independent and very I don't want to say selfish but very like I don't know caught up in my own plans let's say before and then becoming a mother there's just that whole like becoming so selfless thing that has to happen like because you know I mean moms I don't have to explain that but yeah so part of that process was like I needed something for me and I needed some way to process like who I was after having a kid. So yeah, the fashion vlogging like played a big role in my life, even though like I say it's funny because it is funny. Like there's, it was not a fit, not something I could have sustained for a long time, but. No, but I, I mean, I totally relate to that. I didn't have that. And I don't want this to come off the wrong way at all, but I didn't have that like existential crisis type feeling yeah. until uh-huh. my second was born. Uh-huh. And that's when I felt like I'm like, okay, you know, I'm sitting here. I have a kid attached at the boob. Yeah. I have a toddler yeah. like who wants to be on me nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I'm like, I seriously was like, I have no idea who the hell I am. Yeah. Like I have yeah. no idea who I am right now. And so right. like, I had to get back into making. I mean, mm-hmm. luckily I had had some experience beforehand to know that that was like your, your something that was of, yeah. me, you know? Wow, yeah. And I was like, I have to do this because if I don't do this, like I'm just going to be this like shell of a person walking yeah. around. Like you feel lost kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's great though, that like, it sounds like at least you were kind of embracing the whole adjusting to becoming a mom which is a way bigger adjustment than ever, anybody ever tells you ever oh my gosh <laughs> right everyone like I'm so excited it's gonna be beautiful and then like an occasional friend would say like cryptic things like oh it's the hardest thing you'll ever do but it's amazing like right. wait, wait let's go back to the hard part like what do you mean by that because I need to know like oh, yeah. and then I like I grew up with a mother that had four children and like all from like her youngest of ages all she ever wanted to do was have like a bazillion children she would have had right. more if my dad would have let her but like she just wanted to be a mom and like it fulfilled her and so I think I expected like that to just happen for me like when mm-hmm. I had a kid I would just like okay I'm in mom mode and I'm a mom now like but it right. didn't like I always I was like oh, I'm gonna have four kids it was so fun to have like built-in best friends and I had one and I'm like one is good like I can only handle one 
she's gonna be fine <laughs> she's gonna be fine that's right <laughs> like you'll you'll make friends but yeah it's funny because it's like it is different for everyone you know mm-hmm. yeah. yep it's a totally different experience yeah and and I don't want to necessarily stay on this too long but I think it's important yeah. like there was like I went to so my oldest is on, will be seven in June. My youngest is, just turned four uh-huh. and like, and she turned four in January. And I yeah. swear to God, like all of her friends had birthdays around the same time. So like <laughs> all of us moms who like hardly had talked to each other at all, were like really getting to know each other. Yeah. Like the birthday from, like, circuit. <laughs> birthday party to birthday party, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're at one birthday party and it kind of turned into like a therapy circle of like yeah. moms sitting around mm-hmm. and talking and we all talked about because there was a few who like who were there who were like pregnant with their second Mm -hmm. and we were so we were just talking of like we do all of this preparation work when you're pregnant yeah like the birth right but we never move past that (laughs) we don't do any homework whatsoever Uh like the rest of it the other 18 years that are going to take longer than 24 hours yeah Yeah, exactly Exactly. (laughs) that's so true And like all of us talking about like, why didn't anybody say like, your entire life is about to change Uh and it's going to be hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. And that's literally like, I just, I, I want to be that breath of fresh air for someone, but like do it in a way that's like constructive and I'm still navigating that, but I'm trying to like, yeah. Let all my friends that are yes. like bl- blissfully like, oh, this is amazing. Like it is, but it's also hard. And like, it can be both and. So, That's right. Just so you know, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you there too. Cause I'm like, I don't want to like be that like person who like also gets like a mom to be all worked up and yeah, like yeah. in a frenzy, you know, like, uh-huh. oh my God, what my life is going to change. Yeah, ah! yeah. Like panicking. Like, I don't- <laughs> I don't want to do that, but yeah. yeah, it's like if we can just like kind of on the down low, just give a little like, like be real, yeah, be a little right. more real about it and like overly enthusiastic. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. All right, um, and that's why this podcast is called Maker Mom because there's yeah. just going to be some moments of talking about being a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. <laughs> uh, okay, so fashion blog into okay. What did you say was your home decor was like mm-hmm. kind of where you My started making that thing, yeah it was like a collaboration with a brand and they were like do you want to do like a fall entryway refresh and I was like yeah and if you go back and look, it's pretty terrible. Like, sad to say, it's still on my blog if you can find it. But it, like, yeah, didn't even look good, but resonated with my followers way better than anything. And I think the reason why, like, it's not that the space was amazing. It was that finally it wasn't about me. It was about, like, me really getting passionate about inspiring other people to, like, invest in their homes. And so, well, that could have been there for the outfits. Like I think at the core of the fashion blog, it was about me. It was about me like trying to find a creative job where I can make money about me, like getting used to my body, trying to look cute, you know? And so like, while I had good intentions to like inspire women, there wasn't like that deep, deep level of like, I want to help you with like this. And so that's what well, I found. It wasn't, it wasn't your passion. Yeah, right? exactly. And so it didn't come across as your passion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't community, like lost in translation for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good so, way I mean, I, I, that makes me curious. So you had like, you were doing fashion stuff. So what made a brand reach out to you about doing 
an entryway like refresh. (laughs) Honestly, what I think it was is like I was living in Denver and the Denver blogger pool was very small. Like you knew almost everyone in it. And in terms of home stuff, like I could probably name one blogger that was like actually a home blogger. Everybody else was kind of this weird fashion lifestyle mix. And so I think maybe they just thought... (laughs) I don't know. I, I think I had posted about like buying a home because we bought our first home. Mm. So maybe they thought it was a fit from that. I'm not really sure. Or maybe it was just the universe. Like here, you're going to here you go. reach out yeah. to her and change her life. Like, you know, it's like, I don't really know why, but so glad it happened. Yeah. It was out of left field for sure. <laughs> um, had you been working with other brands, like had you been working with fashion brands at that point? Like, yeah. Was that something you were used to doing? Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. I had been doing brand work. I did like H&M, um, had been going to like New York Fashion Week in the fall. Wow. Like, oh yeah, I was like fully immersed in the fashion blogging <laughs> world, like, which is very funny. Um, yeah, little boutiques, like all kinds of different brands. And so that, okay. I mean, that was fun. Like getting new clothes was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's also awesome that, I mean, you kind of did all that learning yeah. That you could bring over into exactly. this new space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was, besides the entryway, so what was your first full-on, like, DIY project? Yeah. Okay. So it was this entryway bench that I made. And at this time, I'm, like, just getting into the DIY side because I had been talking about, like, home design. And I was, like, scared to use a saw. Like, totally. Because I'd only ever used it, like, with my dad, with supervision. Like, my grandfather was a woodworker. So I'd always been very closely supervised. And now, like, oh, I'm a full adult. I have to use it by myself. So I planned the entire project around the fact that, like, Home Depot could cut the lumber for me. And I, like, wrote down my cut list. And I go in and get it all cut. And then, like, just assembled it at home. Um, But that's so funny because it's, like, now... I, I can meet women who are in that place who are like, I have a drill and I don't know how to use it. And saws are terrifying. Like, I'm not even going to touch that yet. Like, but that's a, that, yeah, it was a good experience, but that was my very first project. It's just like a very boxy two by four bench, but mm-hmm. okay. I still have it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that's, that's um, something that's good to mention too, mm-hmm. because like, you can take baby steps, right? Getting yes. into getting yes. into doing these things for yourself. Like Exactly. Um, my daughter and I took a trip to, we don't have Home Depot in town. We have Lowe's. But uh-huh. we took a trip to Lowe's uh, one weekend and we're standing in line. I'm going to have them cut some lumber for me. Not because I need them to, just because... Yeah. I wanted to save time. Easy. Yes. <laughs> they still rip all my plywood for me if I get the chance. That's yes, hard. absolutely. <laughs> um, but in line was like in front of us was another mom and like her daughter. And she yeah. was having like, she had brought in like a huge cutlass. Like I swear yeah. she was probably there for like an hour. Like building a house. <laughs> <laughs> she was building a stage. We found out she was building okay. a stage for her daughter to do like performances on, you know, Amazing. in their basement. I know. Yeah. And, and then, like, behind us was, like, another woman. And so, like, this yeah. mother, mom and I just looked at each other. We're like, rock yeah. on. Mom power. I love <laughs> that. Right. So oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, I think that's definitely something that moms should know. Yeah. You know, that there's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing wrong with getting Home Depot or Lowe's to cut the wood for you. Exactly. Well. Yeah, you've got to start somewhere and, like, especially if you're willing to learn, like you're, you're not going to stay there and have them do that forever. But like, you do have to move one step at a time. And like, 
just pick the next project. Like, okay, now I know how to do this. So I'm going to do some, another project with like a new element where I can learn. And like, that's been really my whole journey. And the journey I want to like help take other people on is like, that's how you get to the really intense stuff where you're buying really expensive lumber and like Mm -hmm. knowing that you won't mess up because you like know how to do it. Like you don't start there. You start with pine. Right. (laughs) For like $5 and then you can just put it in the trash if it doesn't go right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So what was the first project where you made the leap to like feeling confident enough to use a saw without being supervised? Yeah. Oh my gosh. What was it? You know, I don't even know. I think I just... Well, I bought a circular saw. Oh, I know what it was. It was these shelves. I redid my powder bathroom and I made these shelves um, out of two by six boards instead of two by fours, getting crazy. And then, <laughs> yeah, there was like an L. So I learned how to like make a pocket hole and cut with my own saw. <laughs> and then it got really intense because I had cut this like groove in the back of the um, shelf for like this round mirror to like sit Ooh. down in. Yeah. <laughs> really terrifying but I mean it worked yeah and then shortly later graduated to a miter saw and now it's like what else do I need to buy like I think I should get into welding at this point like there's so many (laughs) well you did go to workbench con which is kind of like one of those places that make when you leave you're like I'm going to do it all all of it like what am I not doing this for I can do it they can do it like yeah that's right (laughs) so true (laughs) I love it Yes. Um, all right. So what helped you get to that point of being able to say, okay, I can cut this stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I can buy the circular saw. I can do mm-hmm. this on my own and like not die. Like yeah. what was yeah. that point? So what I thought it was, was just watching YouTube and teaching myself. But what I've since realized is like, that's not how I made the jump. Like that's how I knew what to do. But like, community is how I made the jump like making friends really just starting on Instagram like DMing people with questions or just watching their stories and like um I don't don't know if you know Lizzie from House of Timber oh she's like a scroll yeah amazing human yeah and she's really like the first person that I like had reached out to like I watched you know people on Instagram but finally like DM'd her replied to a story or something and like she was just so encouraging. And I was like, okay, well, she's doing this and she's teaching it. And it clearly, she's like, you can do it. And I was like, you're right. I can do it. So like bought a scroll saw and like made a bunch of signs and yeah. Um, community I would say is the biggest thing. Cause like, whether it's just having someone like be able to educate you and encourage you or having someone in real life to be like, Hey, let's like try it together. I'll teach you this. You can teach me that. Like that's something I think I undervalued for a long time because I thought I was an introvert. And really I learned that I'm like an introverted extrovert or whatever weird combination that mm-hmm. might be. Um, <laughs> Cause I do recharge like with alone time, but like that's not an excuse to not connect with people. Cause like you're missing out on so much. So mm-hmm. I've really been pushing myself like workbench con went nervous, sweated the entire time, but like made so many friends and like had such a good time. So yeah. Community. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Lizzie is awesome. Lizzie and crew have been on the <laughs> podcast. Yes. <laughs> crew. <laughs> Yes, she uh, crew cooed the whole time, oh and it gosh. was like absolutely adorable. And yeah. I was like, Lizzie, I do not want any more children, so stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me feel it. No, I know. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, all right, and I think that's awesome. Now, so obviously, you had Instagram community. Do you have like 
maker community around you like locally? Yeah. So it's weird because I just moved from Denver to Houston. So I do kind of feel like I'm on an island where I just finally got started to get plugged in in Denver. Now I'm like starting from scratch. But part of it's encouraging because like Texas, I feel like people have bigger garages, more space, like they just own more power tools where Denver was very much like getting expensive and people had a bunch of roommates and like probably didn't own their house. So I feel like there's more potential for community. I just need to like finally dive in. We moved like right before the holidays mm-hmm. and then I did like a big garage reno. And so now it's like, okay, it's spring. I better get out into the world, make a friend <laughs> who wants to come hang out in my garage and make stuff with me. Like, Please bring wine. <laughs> you know what? Uh, remind me when we are done uh, chatting. I will send you, I've had several Texas maker moms on the podcast, so I will shoot you some names. I don't know if they're anywhere close to you or if you know them yet or not, (laughs) but um, perhaps it can work out. Yes. I love that. All right. So when you made the switch over to DIY and making and stuff, since you had already been kind of using the fashion blog, doing business there, I mean, yeah. was that your intent to just like continue with the business right yeah. from the get go? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was pretty easy in terms of like um, the brand, brand collaborations and stuff. Cause like, I just kind of changed my focus and then it, was very easy to just kind of like, okay, well now I'm accepting this collaboration. Like it was kind of weird because I was on all these lists or like different um, like blogger platforms where brands kind of post opportunities and then had to go like change and be like, okay, we're not doing fashion anymore. But um, yeah, it, it did take a little time, I think in terms of content, like I did take a little bit of time off collaborations to just kind of think through like, how do I really help my audience? Like, especially when I'm trying to take them on this journey with me of like, here's how we get started on the DIY journey. Here's how you learn as you go along. Like, here's this project that you can make and this tutorial. Um, so yeah, took a little time off just doing collaborations because I didn't really know how that should work yet. But mm-hmm. other, I mean, it was a fairly easy transition, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Is that, I mean... That you have to like necessarily share all your secrets, but is that <laughs> predominant like brand collaborations? Is that predominantly like your main source of income or like what kind of revenue yeah. streams do you work up from? Sure. No, I'm an open book. So I'd say brand collaborations is probably the biggest just because it's the easiest, um, but that's obviously kind of cyclical. So between holidays and like them promoting different campaigns, you kind of do need stuff to go in between. So um, affiliate sales is another thing. I don't do a lot of that because I feel like some people are really good at it and I'm, I don't know, it's not my natural strength, let's say that, to be Mm -hmm. like, here's a cool product I love and you should buy it. Like I just sound awkward. Like if I'm holding a product, like I love this, that's all (laughs) I, like I use it and I love it. What more do you need? Um, And then I do have like an online like home goodsy kind of thing. So like I make brunch themed candles. So like waffle, mimosa. Yeah, they're amazing. (laughs) And then um, just like home decor. Um, So an online shop, Etsy shop, and then the brand collaborations are like the two main things. Okay. All right. And so like, how old is your kiddo? Yeah. So she's, she'll be four in May. Okay. Yeah. Um, has she started the attitude yet? 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, <laughs> it's very recent. So she's been in full-time school, but kind of daycare. Yeah, yeah. You know that yeah, weird combo. Yeah. Um, she started in Denver, kind of going like part-time. And then when we moved here, um, we put her in full-time so I could fully like focus on growing my business. And because she also just needs it. She's such a social little butterfly. But yes, mm-hmm. the sass has fully kicked in. I'm getting like eye rolls now. And there's this little like... <sighs> the sigh yeah yeah like where did you learn that from today she's like sassing my husband telling him he can't come to her birthday if he's not gonna be nice (laughs) he's like what what do you mean i've been nice oh yeah but the sass is really kicked into gear yes it's entertaining but exhausting (laughs) exactly yeah like (laughs) my daughter i mean she just turned four in january so Yeah. yeah I'm like, where did this creature come from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like did not know this was happening. No, did not know this was happening at all. At like, all. I get the whole like sigh huff mm-hmm. with, with hands on the hips. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Good. Like that's the one. whole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So funny. And she's, she's very into princesses. I'm not oh, sure my. where she gets that from. Yeah, uh, definitely is not from home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I'm like trying to. Ella's like puts on a dress, puts on princess shoes, and I'm like, what about like a t-shirt? Like we're yeah. painting. She's like yeah. princess yeah. dress, and like has these little heels, and I'm like, yep. no. <laughs> okay, fine. If they make you happy, like yes. I don't know. Yes, we have the whole heels, the whole getup. Yeah, and uh, also being told like, well, princesses do this, and princesses don't do this. Uh huh. Oh my god. And I've had to be like, that's fine, but you're not a princess. But you're not a princess. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Where like, I'm over here, I'm like, well, you don't like princesses. Sometimes like, princesses have to wear a dress. Well, no, no, they don't. Like, yes, they exactly. don't, like, uh-uh. You don't uh-huh. know all princesses, and I know princesses right. that don't. So <laughs> <laughs> you're not a princess. That's an easier. That's an easier, easier segue. Reply, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's when I get the eye roll is when I say oh, she's yeah. not a princess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love this. Um, okay. So she'll be four in May. Um, she's obviously keeps you hopping, I would assume. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's okay. So you moved her to full time to help grow, you know, grow your business, but like mm-hmm. still like, how are you? Because there's a whole part of like maker businesses that I think some people don't understand. Like you, yeah. I think making is like the smallest part of yeah. like the business, uh-huh. <laughs> the actual physical making, all the back end stuff is like, takes so much more time. So much time. Um, plus social media and interacting and all of that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you manage all? <laughs> not uh, being mom and wife and all of that stuff too yeah um it's funny because I feel like the biggest thing is that it comes in seasons like obviously there's sometimes where I'm really not being the best wife because I'm focused on like trying to run my business and trying to like have time with Ella and like there's times that you know stuff you can't do it all all the time basically um but I try to do that as best as I can and then there's times where my business suffers because I'm focusing on family and focusing on like making or filling orders or working on a deadline for a brand collaboration. But I think for me, it's just been like getting okay with that and like realizing that like something has to give and Mm -hmm. it's not going to be my health or my sleep because 
both are precious. So mm-hmm. like what else am I going to have to give up for like this period so that like stuff can get done kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, obviously I don't want that to ever have to be my family or Ella. So like Ella really does come first. Like, unfortunately my husband probably gets the blunt of like, if my business is, I'm focused on that, like he's probably getting the shaft, but he's, yeah. I mean, he's flirt, he's <laughs> taken on like online gaming and streaming. And I think he's like, re- he's, realize that like oh I could just be doing something since I'm getting ignored <laughs> like I'll just go do my own kind of content there you go. that's there what you we're go. focusing on today but yeah but he's really really supportive about of that so I'm lucky in that sense yeah um well that's awesome and I would agree with you that I think our spouses probably <laughs> probably get the shorter end of, yep. Yep. of the stick when it comes to like negotiating priorities yes um, yes Okay, so you you kind of talked a little bit that you said like you don't like you were always comfortable kind of going into Home Depot and stuff because you yeah. had that growing up. But has there have you felt any challenges as you've gotten more into kind of this DIY world that does? Yeah. I won't say it's boys club because I don't think it's boys club, but it does tend to be more like male dominated. Yeah. And I think that's what's weird about the home improvement stores is like DIY and making isn't necessarily a boys club, but like when you go into like a hardware store, there's a lot of like construction contractor, which is like a hugely male dominated field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more than making is, but yeah, I, um, it's interesting to navigate and it's interesting because I, I do it in a totally different way than like my best friend, Jesse. like she's all about like when I go into a store and someone asks me if I need help, like I kind of get offended. I'm like, no, I got this. I have the same arms as you. Like one time I was loading wood into my truck and someone comes up and he's like, can I help you load that wood? And I was like, no, thank you. I got it. And he's like, you can't lift that wood. And that was like, what? what? Yes. <laughs> but of course, out externally, I was like, yes. no, I really got it. Instead of like, <laughs> oh, I really got it. my friend Jesse's like, what do you mean? I'm like, she's like, they offered, they can lift it. Like, I just let them do it. Like they offered, they can take the time. I'll just stand there and watch. And like, so I think everyone kind of does it, handles it differently. But mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, I can do whatever you're going to, you can do. And you're not going to underestimate me. And like, yeah, it's going to make me grumpy kind of thing <laughs> where some people are like, no, it's fine. He can help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's Yeah. That. I would agree with that. Like I, I find uh, my response to that is depending on the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like exactly. sometimes I'm like, you know what? Like, sure. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm <laughs> a cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sometimes if it's like the sweet little old retired man and he clearly just needs to be helpful. Mm-hmm. That's different than like a right. patronizing vibe of like, you need my help. And I'm like almost exerting my masculinity to show you that you need that. Like, that's what gets me. But the like chivalrous, like just offering to help a lady out is like a different vibe, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. Different vibe. Um, same with the different vibe. I talked with one of the Maker Moms last week about this, like different vibe when somebody like it depends on how somebody asks you like oh what are yeah. you making like you mm, know mm-hmm. in the hardware store like oh my gosh yeah some of them are like truly just like want to geek out with you about what you're yeah. making uh-huh. you know just, like any maker would exactly and some of them are like 
going to be patronizing yeah. and be like, well, you're looking for the wrong thing or whatever. Yeah. You like, know? what could you possibly be making? Like, looking at the things in your yeah. cart, trying to figure out, like, what, how do you, what? Like, yeah. that happened to me buying tile the other day. Some guy was like, do you know how to do that? And my three-year-old pipes up and goes, I do. <laughs> and I was like, nope, she's got it. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so funny it was fantastic yeah <laughs> but really it was like nope sure don't i've never laid tile in my life but i'm gonna figure it out and uh you know charlie talked about that i didn't realize that she said the only time she's ever had haters on instagram is when she did her tiling posts oh good and so it was like <laughs> well she said because i said really from the yeah. maker community from the diy community you got that and she's like oh no 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 from like the contractor community so like you were talking yeah. about like I think you're right. I think that's maybe that vibe that is in like the Home Depots and the Lowe's. Yeah. It's like there's contractors in there and that definitely is yeah. like a male dominated field and not necessarily like a happy male. Exactly. Yeah. Field. It is like a different vibe, right? Cause like yeah. making is all about creativity. And I feel like mm -hmm. like what I'm doing is straddling the lines. Cause it's like, there is a lot of DIY, like just make it up and make it art. And then like a lot of like home improvement. And like, once you get into that space, you get into like, there's a right way to do this. There's codes. Like, so yeah, mm -hmm. you, that's really hard to navigate. Cause I constantly have to be like, I'm not a professional and like make right. that very clear. And I still right. get people like, that's not right. And I'm like, this is how I'm doing it in my own home. Feel free to do it the way you feels right, right. in your own home. Like, yeah, <laughs> different world. <laughs> yeah. We're making is very like, we're just making it and there's no wrong way because you're a right. maker and like creative and like that's <laughs> my favorite but like right <laughs> yeah you can't bring that into the construction side no <laughs> especially like no. I yeah I was wiring a plug and people had words for that <laughs> <laughs> just a plug did this all of high school so yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean and, to, and I think that's to that point right it was probably more like contractor type Right. folks who are like worried about that type of thing exactly um, and that is a very valid point there are codes and yeah and all of that type of I get that but eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And your house, house doesn't burn down yet exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um all right well what are some of your favorite like what are some of your favorite type of projects to work on yeah so um, I've really been into like, I don't know, home, home related stuff. That's broad. Okay. Let's try again. Um, <laughs> furniture builds, I'd say uh -huh. is something I've been focusing on recently. I like built a work table, built this giant headboard, but I definitely go through phases where like, okay, I'm going to build a ton of furniture and then like kind of tired of that. So let's move on to accent walls. And then sometimes where it's like, what could I do without a power tool? Like, can I just hot glue some stuff together and make it work? So yeah, definitely phases depending on like what room I'm doing. Um, but it's also kind of a mix because usually I tackle like a whole room at a time. Mm -hmm. um, and so like my guest room was like, okay, we're building shelves, we're building a headboard, but then we're painting and like doing all this little design kind of stuff too. Mm -hmm. And then obviously um, one of the things that I love about like brand collaborations is it's like, here's this product. And like, how do I invent a project that's going to use it in like the best light, make mm -hmm. sure it resonates with my audience and like the people that would really need it, see it like the best. So there's like such a level of creativity there that's so different than like, here's a shirt and it comes in five colors and it's all right. right. <laughs> you know, like, 
only so many things you can do with a shirt, but like, yeah. So, but okay. So that brings up something that I'm totally going to ask about just because I'm curious and this is, I've been struggling with this thought lately, which is like, you're basically creating content that will cover several different audiences. Right. 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 So like, how do you do that from like one solid, like brand voice? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so hard. It's literally so hard. (laughs) So for me, I just like split it into two things, I guess. So like on my blog is more like tutorials, hands-on, step-by-step educational content. And then I launched the podcast more for women that like maybe are terrified of power tools or maybe just want to talk about like home design and decor and don't really ever want to get their hands dirty or are going to, but it's going to take them a little more like time and mindset work. Um, So like we have the doers and we have like the dreamers, which I don't think I would like categorize them that like harshly, Mm -hmm. but like there is a sense of like hands-on diving in, doing it and like thinking about it, strategizing, planning. And I think for me, there was a clear line of people that like were ready to just dive in and do my exact project and not even that, but like also be like, okay, I like that, but I'm going to do it different or better or whatever, like Mm -hmm. maker people that are like, okay, I could, I see how this could work and Mm -hmm. I'm going to take that and run with it versus people that are like, okay, I don't know where to start. I need the step-by-step. I also have a thousand questions about the tutorial. Cause like, what is a Craig jig? Like, right. You know, so there's, <laughs> you, you get both. So like fielding that. Yeah. Cause I mean, I've struggled with like, so predominantly I've made furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that is what I want to be as a furniture designer. Right. But, right. and so I've kept projects that I've done like for my home or for other people that weren't that mm-hmm. like I've essentially just not documented right entire like and then I've got now I'm to the point of like what the hell am I do- that is content why yeah. am I leaving content like yes out there that I'm not utilizing yeah so uh-huh. I'm starting to bring it in like right now I'm making this whole trellis archway thing for my daughter's preschool and yeah. I'm like that is not for, like I'm not ever going to make that type of thing ever again, probably. Right, right. And so like, but I'm, I am putting it out there on Instagram and some people are definitely like reacting to it, which I wasn't right. expecting. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not my typical thing. Yeah. And so I've been struggling with this, like, how do I bring in when I make something that's going to be like fun and cute for my kids? Yeah. Like, but still channel it through all the same channels yeah I've I've I've, got YouTube and Instagram uh and all these things but yeah yeah. I've totally struggled with this too and like the way I kind of worked it out in my mind is like when I'm creating content it's either like instructional or for entertainment purposes so whenever it's something that's a clear core topic for me it's usually like an instructional thing and we're Mm -hmm. diving really deep I'm showing this step by step when it's something that's like a looser fit Like, for example, if I were to do something about like a storage organization bin, I'm not an organizer. There's no way I'm doing a tutorial on organization. So that would be more like entertainment value for me, more like watch my messiness, like me try to get organized. (laughs) And like people are watching it because it's funny because I'm terrible at it or because like they like my personality. Like I did a collaboration with Hoover Vacuums. I hate cleaning. I love their vacuums like because they're amazing and make it easy. Right. But like my content wasn't like, here's my tips for sweeping. It was like, I hate cleaning, but this is making <laughs> it easier. Like, so, 
<laughs> yeah, like a personality entertainment side gotcha. as well as like a tutorial side. Because, yeah, when I first started, it was very dry. It was very like, here's what we're making and we're going to do this first and this first. It was like kind of boring. And now it's like, oh, I can literally do both. It's just that you need to like, yeah. I need to pick one or the other kind of yeah. thing. Okay. I think that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I do write out like blog posts for my furniture builds, but I've never been like, I never get into the details. It's yeah. very like high level. High level. Um, just because that's not, I don't know, that's not my jam. Like I'm not about to like be like, I want to teach you how to make this exactly. Exactly. Or like, this is how I went about making it and I hope it inspires you to like yeah. something similar or something completely I different. I don't care, but just yeah. like, you know, whatever. Um, but even, I think that is probably a good point. Like this archway, I'm like, I'll probably do a YouTube video for it. Cause it's yeah. like super, it's interesting. It's not something I've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I do a blog spot for it because right. like, it's not my standard typical yeah thing stuff so it's but interesting it's also, to think that way yeah i feel like there's maybe nuances in our audience like mine is so beginner level that they need that step by step where maybe your audience like they're all makers they could probably watch you and be like oh okay i know what that is like I, it's a different order yeah. of operations or like a nuance but like they could pretty much be like okay i can do that or change mm-hmm. it up this way versus like wait how what how big was that hole and like what did you use and like you know right all the yeah. really nitty-gritty like yeah i kind of look at it like i am not gonna be like a jen woodhouse or an anna white yeah. like that's not what i'm going for yeah that's not my that is not my jam my right. jam is more right. like a jimmy Duresta. like yeah. i could go without doing a voiceover and you just watch me make stuff for the heck of it yeah like, <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> no, that's so true. Like even like some of your videos on Instagram that like popped up in my feed, I didn't really care what you were making. It's just the way you were making it. I was yeah. like really involved. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, so yeah, that's that's so true. That's really yeah. good. <laughs> um okay. So that was totally a selfish ask of mine, but it's oh, yeah. something that's no, been gotta, like rolling around in my head about like how do you keep a brand? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, like that though. Okay, so what's your favorite part about being a maker? Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. I love, I love like creative problem solving and just the fact that like something comes out of nothing. I mean, obviously not super literally, but like you can literally see a space and like it could be anything. And that's what like going through the process of all these design ideas and like sketching them up or like thinking about them like that is so fun to me just to like wade through all the possibilities and then like make something that just didn't even exist before and is like unique. Like my pegboard in my garage is like an amoeba shape and it's like, okay, it's a pegboard and it works as a pegboard, but like I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it weird and pink. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's really fun. Just that stuff, you know, doesn't Mm -hmm. exist and then it does. And then also just like the community. um, Cause what has struck me through making all these friends recently is like, just how supportive everyone is. And it's like this depth of knowledge of like, we are so different as humans and our like creativity level is so different that like we could have the exact same tools and what we make is going to turn out totally different. So that leads to this like base level of collaboration that I've never really encountered before. Like I grew up playing sports, doing a speech and debate competitions. Like it was always a competition and it was always like 
okay, how do I not share secrets with someone so I can win, you know? And mm-hmm. like that just reframed my whole thing. It's like, there's no secret. It's just like your own creativity that needs to grow and get better. Like that's how you win is you right. be true to yourself. Like, and you can't and copy. I think, I mean, I think that's an awesome point too. Like not, you can even go as far as like, we have the exact same tools and we're both told to make like the same plans even and the yeah. same plans. And it's yeah. like, it will come out completely different. Exactly. Because yeah. we're different people. And so we're not ever competing in the same space, space for the yeah. same person. Like right. we're right. working kind of like parallel to each parallel. other. Parallel mm-hmm. yeah. and similar, but not, yeah, competitively. Yeah. Yeah. And so true. I think everyone's really great about like helping to bring others along with them. Mm-hmm. That's and what I've really learned. Grow. Yeah. 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 It, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite part about being a mom? Oh, I don't know. I like, I think I like the, have liked the big picture so far. I really struggle with like the nitty gritty day to day being exhausted and like trying to make myself be present. Like that's something I have to work hard at, but watching like the overall trajectory as she grows and like as she changes and like says little funny things where you're like, where the heck did you get that? Like you put that together in your own head because you knew this and you knew this and like, yeah, that's like amazing. Just watching her like become a person is Mm -hmm. like my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she, she's been a person the whole time, but you know. No, (laughs) no, I totally get it. I mean, yes, they are a person, but that person starts to grow from a person who's like, so reliant on you yes yeah. a potato so reliant on you so like yeah they have their own yeah. thoughts their own interests their own mm-hmm. personality own sense yes. of humor yes the things that come out of their mouths can be just seriously like the funniest things the ever. funniest yeah. <laughs> stand up half the time I'm like, i know this is such an interesting perspective like <laughs> i don't know why do birds have no shoes like good question <laughs> exactly um awesome all right well what do you hope that your daughter learns from watching you i mean make stuff and run your own business yeah so selfishly i want to say that she's just going to grow up and do it with me but (laughs) (laughs) really i just hope that she learns that like she can do it like if you have something you want to do that's in a creative industry like don't let people dissuade you by telling you like it's saturated or it's going to be really hard. Like obviously it is, but like, don't let that hold you back because I think, yeah, watching me grow a business, like I hope that she's seen the hard parts and like will continue to as she gets older that she knows it's not always easy. Like, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like you just need to be like, okay, that's worth it though. I'm going to do it. So Mm -hmm. just that she really knows from a practical place that she can do anything. Not like just that she's inspired to go get stuff, but like can see that like, oh, I literally can't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. What would your advice be to a mom who wants to uh, tackle learning a new skill, like making yes. or DIY, but is hesitant to get started? Mm-hmm. So what I always tell people is pick a project, just pick something you want to make because that's how you like literally just have to decide to do it and dive in. Um, And then like know that it's a journey. And I would say pick something where it has an element of something you know how to do and an element of something that stretches you and is like a little bit scary. 
like even now every project I do I'm like can I really do this like am I sure like building my giant headboard I was like I've upholstered like a chair but can I do like a seven by seven foot headboard with like nails I don't know so yeah something <laughs> that that you know how to do and something that pushes you because I think once you embrace that like pushing and like being willing to fail and knowing that like it's not really a failure it's just like learning hands-on and then like you're gonna do it better even better mm-hmm. next time you know mm-hmm. um yeah so just dive in <laughs> it's pretty <much laughs> how that, that goes but I like the picking a project because that gives you a place to start too right? yeah exactly and that's like something I've noticed about myself is like I procrastinate through learning because it feels productive to be learning stuff but like there comes a point where it's like okay you just have to try it like you're not going to learn to swim by reading a book about swimming you're gonna mm-hmm. have to just go try to <laughs> swim like you know <laughs> Exactly. Can you tell my kids that? Because I'm uh-huh. really trying to get yeah. them to learn how to swim. <laughs> oh, mine too. Yeah, we're building a pool and I'm like, okay, we're going to need to learn now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, all right. Well, where can people find you on all of the interwebs so they can yeah, follow so along you- with you? pretty much everywhere at never skip brunch. So like Instagram is my main hub and then never skip brunch.com. Um, and then if you want to listen to the podcast, it's really cool. It's mostly about home design, a little bit of DIY. Um, and that's make space pod, make space okay. podcast on social make space pod. There we go. <laughs> How long have you been doing the podcast? Since last June. Okay. Yeah. yeah All so right. almost a year, a few months yeah. shy, but yeah. How does it feel coming up on a year? Is it a, it's a weekly podcast? Yeah. Uh-huh. I've only taken like a total of like three or four weeks off. Mm-hmm. So it feels, yeah, it feels good. I just, the reason I love it is because I got to talk to all these people that would otherwise probably not give me an hour of their time. Like Leanne Ford from HGTV. Like her people were like, can she be on your podcast? And I was like, yes, are you sure she wants to? And I just fangirled the whole time. I was like uh-huh. trying to keep it cool, but I was like, oh my God, I love it. That was, uh, that was um, I had Jamie Derringer on from Design Milk. Yeah, that was my like, I was Fangirl. like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but it literally is. It's like so collaborative and like not only can I inspire people, but I also selfishly get to like talk to really amazing people in the home space. So. Yeah, it's amazing on all kinds of levels, but yeah, I'm with you on the definitely on the like selfish front. I'm yeah, like I'm at I'm at a point where it's like it's really great that other people listen, but it's really just so but I it's get really to talk mostly to. For me. <laughs> it's really mostly for me. Yeah. yeah, what I'm really doing is picking people's brain under the guise of like, but everyone will listen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I love it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Kara, for talking with me. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. I'm like still still giddy. I'm like, feel like we laughed and it was like so, so good. So good. It was so good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Again, that was Kara with Never Skip Brunch. And I will include like every week, all of the links to follow along with her in the show notes. Uh, Generally, the quickest way to find the show notes is to follow along with the Maker Mom podcast over on Instagram. That's just at maker mom podcast and the link in the bio uh, will take you to Linktree, which has a link to head over to the show notes or a link to head over to patreon and join the tribe uh, but recently 
I do want to let you know that there has been a Zoom meeting in the link in the bio because weekly, every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, I am hosting through Zoom a virtual online maker meetup for anybody who wants to join in. Most of the time we're talking about what we're working on or what's going on in our lives, and it's just a chance to kind of uh, de-stress a little bit, vent perhaps, or talk through a project that you're working on too. There's been a lot of brainstorming on projects during the meetups as well. Uh, normally I do a once a month meetup that's just for patrons, but with the craziness of COVID-19 going on, I feel that it's really important to build as much community as possible and to not put a price on that. So it is available to anyone and everyone who follow, follows along with the podcast. You can find the link over at, at Maker Mom Podcast, link in the bio on Instagram, or uh, like the intro in the end of every episode says, you can join the group that's just called Maker Moms and has the Maker Mom Podcast logo on it. On Facebook, it is a closed group, but pretty much I let anyone in, just you have to request to come in. Um, and I'll prove you, and um, I also put the link up in there, and uh, there's uh, space and room for people to have conversations and chats in there as well, because um, really what this is all about is building community, and especially right now, when so many of us are going to be, if we haven't already been affected by COVID-19, whether it's uh, loved ones getting sick or losing loved ones or possibly uh, businesses going out of business um, because each of us makers are small businesses and we are definitely hurting right now for sure. So I just want to give space for to hold all of that, whatever you need held for you in this moment. So I hope to see you at 1130 a.m. Central Standard Time on the 10th Friday if that is when you are listening to this. And uh, I hope each of you have a happy, safe, and healthy weekend. All right, until next week, see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community and the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Thank you.